You and me and BPD. Season three, episode 14. Conversation with Elise. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, we have a lovely person that I met um, over Instagram. I reached out to Elise because Elise is the creator of a zine where um, she talks about her experiences with BPD and I just thought it would be really interesting to kind of have a conversation about what the creative process is like, what kind of led Elise to want to create this scene and also um, just to kind of explore what different people's opinions are about BPD and how how they express themselves and kind of rationalize it in their mind. So Elise is here. You can say hi, Elise. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I essentially reached out to Elise over Instagram and was just like, hey, would you be interested in being a guest? And she very gratefully said yes, which I'm very happy about. Um, So we're just going to talk a little bit at the beginning about what your diagnosis journey was like, Elise. Like, when did you find out you had BPD? Like, what what kind of prompted you to, you know, explore your mental health and get this kind of diagnosis or whatever it was? The floor is yours. <laughs> All right, thank you. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Elise, um, and I am happy to be here. It's my first time doing a podcast thingy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, but I am I'm very excited to talk about. BPD um, because part of the reason I ended up writing my zine in the first place was just that it's there's not a lot of resources out there mm-hmm. and so much of it is stigmatized mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah um, I was like it, that comes up a lot in my diagnosis journey like I was diagnosed four maybe five years ago okay. it was after uh, two stays in the psych ward mm-hmm. um, and it first came up the first time I was at the psych ward the psychiatrist there talked to me for like 10 minutes and then they're like oh here's your diagnosis which cracks me up I'm like oh okay 10 minutes that's pretty yeah that's pretty efficient how, how could they know right like <laughs> I don't know it's funny because in the end I was like well you did get it right so that's weird mm-hmm. um, that was so she was the first uh, practitioner to ever mention it and she kind of just mm. mentioned it casually she's like okay like you're depressed and like there you have some like maybe BPD traits okay. um, and I only knew bad things about BPD even though I've worked in the mental health field I was just like bitch no like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I obviously do not have BPD get out of here yeah <laughs> I think that's a lot of people's first impressions is that like, no, it can't be that, like you're wrong, right? Like, I think that's very common. For sure, Um, because like, we think of BPD as like, oh, they're terrible people and they're, mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't do awful things, so I probably don't have BPD. I can understand that. And she brought it up really casually. She was really funny about it. She goes, hey, so like, there's this category of things called personality disorders. 
and um you know have you heard of those she's like really hedging it she's mm-hmm. like you know there's like antisocial personality and narcissistic and then she mm-hmm. just asks, she's like um and um there's bpd <laughs> and i kind of just like oh i know i know where this is going um yeah and so that was what like i think the first real conversation i'd had about it of just these were the quality she was seeing and this was why maybe she was thinking that might be a good category yeah um but I still wasn't thrilled about it yeah like so you got diagnosed right and then um what what was your kind of reaction to that I think a lot of people get taken aback and are kind of like suddenly for some people it suddenly makes sense they're like oh okay there's something to kind of blame (laughs) for the way I am um but some people experience you know uh there's a little bit more of a hardship there of them being like oh I don't know I don't know what to do now right Right? Right. so what was that like for you it was a mix of both uh initially I really didn't like the idea I already had a ton of diagnoses. And okay. So I, like, I don't. I don't need another one. Yeah. And, and my reaction initially was like, I researched the crap out of everything, anything new. And so I okay. got books about it. I started reading about it on the internet. And that is the point when it kind of clicked where it was like, oh, this is, if you take all the diagnoses I currently have and you combine them, you get this one, you get BPD. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, okay. And so it did like, I had, did have that sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like all the things that they're like, you have treatment resistant depression. We don't know why you're suicidal all the time. All mm-hmm. those things that like, they couldn't figure out. They like, can't help you, I don't know why. And then reading about borderline, it was like, oh wait, that's just yeah. how your brain works. Like yeah like we're not gonna fix it we're just gonna I think that was the most hopeful thing for me was because and that yeah it's like I did find the BPD diagnosis ultimately like kind of hopeful it was like I don't want to do this but then in the end it was really helpful because with the depression and the PTSD and the anxiety which were some of the things I was struggling with there mm-hmm. was always this push to be like, okay, how do we resolve this? How do we get to the point? Yeah. That's not a problem. But then reading about BPD, it was like, well, you're not going to resolve those things. They're not going to go away necessarily. But yeah. you learn how to live with them and you can yeah. live with them. And that was yeah. like, so like, oh my God, I can do that. Like, I can't stop being depressed. I can't stop being extreme in my emotions but Mm -hmm. I I can learn how to deal with it and that was really encouraging yeah there's like a sense of resiliency I think of just kind of recognizing that okay for me it was very much like now I have this diagnosis now what do I do with it like I could allow it to kind of take over and make me feel even more crazier than I already felt. Yeah. <laughs> or I could turn it around and be like, okay, well, now I have a kind of roadmap of where I could go and how to better understand myself, right? Like, I think that that, that understanding yourself better is a key 
thing to mental health in general, right? Knowing why you are the way you are, what can you do to help yourself? How can you help to emotionally regulate in a more, you know, caring way for yourself? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Was that one of the things for you that changed was how to emotionally regulate in a more caring way? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, for me, I, I've talked about my diagnosis story quite often, but mm -hmm. I was having panic attacks at work. I was not sleeping. I was experiencing uh, some psychosis and, and it was very overwhelming for me. And it was very similar to kind of your story. I, I went to the hospital and I was like very suicidal essentially. Mm -hmm. And then the therapist there was like, well, um, like it was a psychiatrist and she sat down with me and she was like, have you ever heard of BPD? And I was like, no. Uh -huh. And she was like, I'm gonna tell your therapist because she was in contact <laughs> with my therapist. And she was like, let's look into that. And then uh -huh. it was like, oh, okay. So I'm not alone in this. Right, like I think for me, I experience a lot of lonely, like lonely feelings. So, mm -hmm. kind of recognizing that that's kind of a part of me. There's always going to be a part of me that feels this kind of intense loneliness. Yeah. And when that comes up, I don't need to, you know, succumb to it <laughs> or right. allow myself to feel overwhelmed by it. I can meet it and be like, "Huh, here you are again." Yeah, <laughs> that makes such a big difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what was, like, why did you want to create a zine? Like, what was it that, um, that really prompted you to want to, you know, start to explore this creative process of, creating yeah comic uh i hadn't really heard i had heard of zines but i didn't really know what they were before this but i had a friend who she teaches graphic design and mm -hmm. she was teaching a course on zines and she kind mm -hmm. of brought it up to me because she was like oh i think you'd like this it's kind of in your wheelhouse it's like a little more like creative and like it can look a lot of different ways it's very grassroots yeah. it's not like formal yeah um, and so I was like oh that's really interesting and I looked at the different kind of zines there were and I really appreciated the culture around it but I wasn't really particularly like oh I have a deep desire to do something that kind of changed I think I would say when I got on Twitter which I hadn't really done before. I started okay. searching for BPD stuff. Um, and I started seeing people just posting really like validating things about like the crazy thoughts we think. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, oh my God, like other people think these same things. Other people are like, they didn't text me back. Now I need to go die. <laughs> where other people in my life had never understood that and it was so like validating I wanted to kind of put that out as a resource and just like I want a book that's just all the yeah. thoughts because it's so refreshing <laughs> to read them yeah and, and that's actually how the idea started 
I reached out to the publisher that ultimately published it. They're local to Portland. Okay. And um, they are like pr- really big in the zine area. So I'm kind of very lucky that I'm local to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I just reached out and was like, I have this idea. And I had kind of drawn this like cartoon, like very brief comic thing that okay. had just, like, pictures of a brain and like random thoughts and a little bit of explanation about BPD. Mm-hmm. And so it was very much just conceptual. And he was like, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> I was very surprised. Nothing works like that in the art world. No one's just like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Go write that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it can be really hard to find people who support you and, you know, your expression. Um, sure. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Uh-huh. Um, so, what was the process like like so you came up with this idea and then how long how long would you say it took you for you to kind of go from okay i had this idea for something to actually you know working on it and putting the time and energy that it takes to create something i got started pretty quickly the process definitely wasn't quick in itself it took like a year and a half Mm -hmm. but you have that energy in the beginning where you're like oh yeah I'm really excited about this project but then life happens so it definitely it was written in spurts when you know like either when I had energy or I was just more excited about it yeah and that was really cool that the publisher was very just like whenever you finish it let's work on it (laughs) because they're, you know, if, if having BPD and just other life stuff, there are just times when like you don't have the capacity to sit around and write all day or after work. At yeah. All. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's so interesting because I, so like, I've been doing this podcast for three years nearly. And there are some times where I'm just like, I have nothing to give. I have no thoughts in my head. Like there's nothing that I can feel motivated to talk about. Um, And I've I've talked to other people who, you know, are artists or who work different jobs. And they say like, some days I just have no motivation. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot do anything. so I think it's really it's awesome that you managed to you know come up with this idea and actually create something um, that you can it's physical right like people can buy like a physical copy of it yeah you can yeah it's only like four ninety five on the website and you can that was a very cool I'm just like whoa there's something yeah my name on paper and stuff I wrote and it's literally like a thing it was very, mm-hmm. very cool. So what was it like, did you have people around you who like supported you? Like what did your, you know, your friends or your family kind of think about this process? Definitely, I have a very supportive family and friend. I'm very fortunate in that. Um, And everybody knew, like my diagnosis wasn't like, a secret kind of thing because my mental health issues were so obvious like I had to Mm -hmm. quit my job and I was in the psych ward and 
Yeah. I needed help paying my rent. And it was very obvious that something was going on. So when the diagnosis came up, it was pretty easy to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, go ahead. <laughs> um, so now that you've, you kind of created it and did you find that it, it changed your kind of opinion about maybe yourself or even just maybe the diagnosis? Like for me, doing this podcast has really allowed me to, you know, really think critically about things mm-hmm. and kind of reflect on why I do the things I do or you know, why I make decisions the way I do. So did you feel like you got kind of a heightened sense of awareness about yourself potentially, or like other people got a little bit more of understanding? That's a great question. I have never thought about that. I (laughs) think thinking about it just in the moment, because when I was working with the editor, there was a lot of guidance from him about okay. hey what do you do in those situations how do you respond to those like how do you mm-hmm. live with BPD not just what's the experience like but then yeah what do you do with it yeah like, what and so in that I feel like I got a heightened sense of I paying attention to what did I do that helps what doesn't work what is my process like and writing that out of how I react to certain thoughts, how I learned mm-hmm. about regulating emotions because you had to pay attention to what emotions are in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so just that, I think I learned a lot about how I actually operate and yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I say. Yeah. What, so what do you kind of hope? Like if let's say everybody suddenly is so interested in your zine and wants to read it right like suddenly it's like this whole thing like what what would you hope the main takeaway would be like what would you want people to understand about bpd i think it would be twofold because i would hope one thing for people who experience bpd and then another thing for people people who have loved ones or people who have no idea yeah For, for people who experience bpd I just, I think that sense of community and validation that this is like, this happens to other people. Mm-hmm. Your brain works that way. Mm-hmm. Not, you can't stop it. Like you have to just adapt to it. I very much kind of think of borderline personality disorder as like a developmental disorder in some ways. Okay. Because I feel like there was trauma or something is what research shows changes the way your brain operates like on an anatomical level oh yeah like 1000 (laughs) percent right so like literally yeah developed differently like it's not just like oh you have different you know neurons and hormones it's like no yeah your amygdala and your frontal lobe are anatomically different and yeah. you can't change that, mm-hmm. but you can learn to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing because I think when you're in the mental health and doing therapy, there's just that push to be like, how do I get better? How do I get better? How do I stop being yeah. depressed versus, well, how do I live with it? Yeah. 
And then I think for people who are on the outside who don't experience BPD, just kind of contributing to that destigmatizing it because it is so stigmatized that just like there are lots of people with BPD. They are lots of them are you know normal per se. They're not gonna go burn. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I just think that there's some extreme opinions about it and not that realization that it can look a lot of different ways and there are a lot of awesome people who function with BPD on a daily basis. Yeah, like would you say that now you're like you you can kind of conceptualize it and understand that because for me it's a lot of I understand that borderline personality is a part of me but it's not like the end of me right I think some people take their diagnosis and I've seen it with people I've known people who've been diagnosed and they've kind of completely fallen apart they don't know what to do with it they don't know how to kind of process it like they feel like they're inherently bad for some reason and it's like there's nothing Yes, there's obviously something going on with you, but there's nothing, you know, like wrong about you. Right. This way. And you experience the world and sometimes that's too much for you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it can wear you down and you need more time to, you know, emotionally regulate yourself. I think that there's something really beautiful, in, in my opinion at least, there's something really beautiful about the whole spectrum of emotions that people with BPD experience. Right. Because um, you experience this like lowest of the low, but then you also experience the kind of euphoric side of joy and being happy. And especially when it comes to love and loving people, um, you just like give them your everything, right? And that's like a beautiful thing even though it's very hard uh-huh. <laughs> for people to manage. <laughs> right, like, but, like, that. I think you have a good point that everything comes with, it's like double-edged sword. It's really hard. Yeah. To, yeah, there are really beautiful things about it. For sure. So, what, um, sorry, what, what do you do now? Like, do you, would you work on another zine? Like, I know you said you were working in like the mental health field and stuff. So do you see yourself as kind of an advocate for mental health? Like what, how do you see your own kind of life living with BPD? I think I do work in mental health. Um, I do community mental health and case management. Currently I work for the county doing more admin stuff. Yeah. Um, But that's very much where my heart is. And I think part of living with BPD is that I connect with people on a different level because there's just a lot more understanding of mm-hmm. struggles. Mm-hmm. So I think in some ways it really what was I going to say? Yeah, it like <laughs> kind of fits into Um, how I see myself in the world and the kind of person I want to be and the kind of work I want to do. I would say, and I, so I plan on continuing in mental health. I don't necessarily see myself as an advocate, mostly because I don't have that kind of energy. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. people who are like social media influencers or who are writing, you know, prolifically. It's like, yeah. it took me like two years to write like 10 pages and posting on Twitter every day is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. I struggle a lot with my social media use uh-huh. and figuring out how to connect with people, but um, I really appreciate the fact that you were able to come on and have a conversation. Um, I think that, I think like what you were saying, that there's a lot of stigma and unfortunately a lot of people are, I think it takes a lot of time to be comfortable enough to speak about your mental health mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who are afraid of doing that, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I think the more conversations that we can have, the better we can understand each other and understand ourselves, right? Like that's the best we can do. (laughs) I agree. Like that's what's gonna change how people interact in their perspective of things. Yeah, so maybe just, do you wanna tell people where they can find the zine? Like, do you wanna? Yeah, definitely. Or or Instagram, you can plug your Instagram if you want. (laughs) Sure. Uh, so the zine is titled Handle with Care, Living and Coping with BPD. It mm-hmm. is published by Microcosm Publishing. And mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to find it is it's microcosmpublishing.com. Uh, you can also just type my name into Google because my last name isn't very common. <laughs> so it'll probably yeah. come up. Uh, and then my Instagram handle is uh, my first name, which is E-L-Y-S-E underscore B-R-O-U-H-A-R-D. And, and that's just a mix of personal, mental health, parenting. So you're <laughs> wel- welcome to follow it. It's just a random yeah. amount of my thoughts. So Yeah, I'm going to put the link in the description of this episode as well um, and your Instagram handle and in case anybody you know feels like they want to reach out to you or talk to you or anything yeah definitely Um, i would i love when people reach out just connecting with people is great it's great for me it's great for them so yeah feel free (laughs) to send me a message just say hi all right so i guess that's about it um thank you for the conversation yeah thank you i really appreciate being asked i felt really (laughs) so I'm just going to end the episode and then we'll just do like a really quick wrap up you and I. Okay. Okay. Just like five minutes or something just to make sure everything's all good. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, cool. So thank you for listening. And um, if you want to reach out to me, my Instagram is always available. That's where I take messages. If you're interested in being a guest, that's cool. You can also message me. Um, I'm also doing a online gallery. If you're interested i made a little clip about that that's the episode before this one um where i'm going to be accepting artwork and poetry and writings about bpd and putting it into an online gallery so everything is on my instagram if you're interested reach out (laughs) and uh yeah i'll see you in the next episode bye bye